Hey, it's Sean. Hey, it's Bree. And this is I Can Explain. The podcast where we answer the questions that you are too afraid to ask. And this week's topic, now that we've got past catching up from Bree, <laughs> is queer baiting and okay. an LGBTQIA plus topic <laughs> from our queer podcast. Isn't that crazy? Isn't it crazy that we have a queer podcast? Yeah. That we like to talk about queer topics like yeah. once every third episode. Yeah. It's wild. <laughs> Either um, that or a seaspiracy. <laughs> it's really, you're getting one of the two. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I do need to say uh-huh. that the folks over on our Discord loved the catching up episode. I was right. chatting with them last night. Um, for those of you that don't know, we have a Patreon. If you go to our Instagram at I Can Explain Podcast, at I Can Explain Podcast, click the link in the bio. And there's our information for merch and our Patreon. And if you become a patron, then you get access to uh, bonus episodes, the Discord community, more fun stuff. And on the Discord community, I was chatting last night with um, some listeners, and they loved catching up. They loved... I feel like those are my people. Right. The people that accept that you're uh, a phony. Yeah, a, a chaotic nightmare. And a murderer. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the people that accept that I love a good scallop. The people that are willing to excuse your yes. heinous actions are your people. <laughs> and that does make sense. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But more specifically, they just really liked the chaotic nature of the episode. So I do think that every once in a while, it's nice that we have like a episode that is just. Um, it, nothing important really is being said. Here's the thing, though. Even when we try to talk about things that are important, it yeah. still comes off chaotic. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, we're already doing We're that. already shit poor <laughs> at our job. <laughs> okay, fair. Yeah. Well, today we do have, courtesy of Sean, an actual queer topic. Queer baiting, but before we get into it, I want to say a big thank you to all of our patrons for supporting um, us and this podcast. And a huge shout out to Aiden, Olivia... Emily, Liz, Kate, and Serena, thank you so much for your generous support of I Can Explain podcast. And um, for those of you that want to be part of that Discord community, go to at I Can Explain podcast on Instagram, follow us there, and click the link in the bio. Okay, Sean, queer beta. I think the first thing we need to do, mm-hmm. because I think it would just be insincere for us to start this podcast any other way uh-huh. is admit that this whole time we have been queer baiting and we're not actually queer we're too straight and we saw a gap in the market we saw a gap for low rent queer podcast chaotic and we queer took podcast. it so we have been queer baiting the whole time i'm so sorry i hope you keep listening but <laughs> can you imagine me too every video i post anywhere i'm like hi i'm a lesbian yeah it's just like all a sham. It's like that would be the most shocking YouTuber apology, though. Oh my god! <laughs> just you to imagine? say that you've been lying this whole time. It would be so weird, though, because there is that like weird um, thing, which I actually think has to do with queer baiting, in the sense that like sexuality is fluid. Yeah. Right. So like. If all of a sudden I next week was like, hey, guys, I did some soul searching. I'm actually not a lesbian. Right. Would that I don't, be queer baiting? I, would that be queer baiting? Would I have like, to me, yeah, like I would have used this whole platform and like found this niche and like been giving advice and like yeah. all these other things about my sexuality. But then at the same time, there's this thing where it's like you can't actually tell people 
there's one way to be a certain sexuality or not, or that they couldn't have learned that they are something other than what they originally suspected. Yeah, hopefully it's not straight, but... <laughs> hopefully it's not straight. But, like, for example, like, if I had had a... um channel when i identified as bi for like a year when i was first coming out then i would have had to be like oh actually i'm not bi right Right. and i feel like we see that more often than the like the like oh actually i'm not a lesbian now i'm straight or now i'm bi yeah do you you understand what i'm saying yeah like bi baiting bi baiting (laughs) (laughs) yeah and i think it's interesting with queer baiting because There is two sides to the argument. Like, there's the side that, like, if you're going to promote um, a certain, like, queer trope or storyline, then, like, give it to us. Yeah. But then there's the other side of it that is, like, just because characters aren't, like, explicitly having, like, sex on screen or whatever like you're almost like forcing the characters to be more out than maybe they're ready for do you understand what i'm saying yeah 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 yeah, yeah. for sure it's a it's a fine line with sexuality of like what you expect yeah so i mean just to get into it like some people might have no idea what queer baiting is oh right yeah okay sorry before you just go off about how you are funny (laughs) how how i queer bait Yeah. yeah um Queer baiting is basically the hinting at uh, a character or a celebrity yeah. or someone's uh, queer sexuality yeah. without actually further investigating that or yeah. without ever, you know, releasing the fact that they're queer. Yes. So why I wanted to talk about it mm-hmm. is because we've talked about it a few times in the podcast, but we've never specifically addressed it as a topic. Right. And for a while, I feel like I wasn't hearing a lot of queer baiting, mostly mm-hmm. because maybe it's harder to do in a global pandemic. I don't know. <laughs> maybe it's I, harder I, to bait the queers. Yeah. In a um, I was like, we were going through shit. We didn't care if this character was gay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I know that a huge story came out recently mm-hmm. about Billie Eilish. Yes. So that kind of reinvigorated it for me. Uh-huh. And I was like, I think it is a very interesting thing that we should talk about. Yeah. So I mm-hmm. think first we should talk about the Billie Eilish situation. Okay, let's Because get... that was the most recent. And that's a tangible... Yes. Yeah. And then we can travel backwards in time. Okay, perfect. Love that. <laughs> so there was all this drama recently. Yes. Uh, queer baiting drama about Billie Eilish mm-hmm. and her new... Not new. There's one since her second to last music yeah. video. Um. Which was called, what was it called? Um, You're a Lost Cause or something. I think it's called Lost Cause. Something like that. Yeah. And the video is her in a house with a bunch of women having basically, have you seen this video? I've seen clips of it on Twitter. Um, Her basically having like a slumber party with a bunch of women in a house um, twerking. Right. Like scantily clad. Right. And so that came out, and then she released a bunch of clips on Instagram of this right. as Instagram videos. And one of the captions in the third one that she posted was, I love girls, or I like girls. Okay. I forget which Something one. Like that, yeah. So everybody was losing their mind. Yes. On if this was queer baiting or not. And if this was, like, in some way her coming out. Exactly. Right. And I probably have a different perspective on mm-hmm. it. 
but I think my different perspective is also like part of the struggle of queer baiting yes. in general. And my thought was that like, there's this thing that we do as queer people that we look for any representation or any yeah. hint because that's usually what we had to go off of to figure out other people's sexualities. Totally. Like it was hints. It was, you know, mm-hmm. it was subtle, things like that. So we look for representation yeah. even when it's not there. And to me, as a gay man, mm-hmm. I watched that video and didn't get queer woman vibes from it. Right. Like, to me, I was like, this is, like, the stereotypical, like, early 2000s, like, girls slumber party. Yes. So I wasn't picking up, like, queer notes from it, but I could see how uh, a queer woman might. Right. You know? Well, and I think also, it's hard because, like, I almost think it would it's unfair in the sense that it goes back to what we've talked about before with style and your outward projection of gender and how stereotypically lesbians have a certain way of like looking or speaking or mannerisms, right? Right. And I feel that if Ariana Grande did that same music video, like literally the exact same, yeah. every scene, the exact same take, but replace Billy with Ariana Grande. And all the other dancers are just ponytails. <laughs> Not yeah. humans, just ponytails. Okay, no, the okay. same music video, but Ariana Grande. I think that, no, I don't think anyone would say that. I think they'd be like, oh, this is a fun girl power cutesy like slumber party vibes. Oh, maybe you made out with your best friend. He, he, whatever music video. Right. But th- because Billy Eilish has, um, certain stereotypical lesbian vibes. Yes. Like when it comes to style and, you know, the way that she sits and speaks and all these other things. What she wears on a red carpet. Yeah. Like, that. like yeah. all that. It's like, while I can see people being like, see, she's trying to uh, queer bait yeah. that audience. It's like, maybe that's just her and we're putting that on her. Yeah. She's also, what, fucking 18 years old? Yeah. I'm like, did did I know who I was at 18? Like, yeah. I had the beginnings of an idea, but I definitely wasn't out or comfortable to be out. And even when I did come out, I was like... Like I said earlier, I first said I was bi and then I was confused by that. And it was a whole thing. So, like, it's a very weird thing, in my opinion, to put on an 18-year-old. Yeah. That they're supposed to, if they in any way portray anything other than gender conformity, they are supposed to be, like, loud and proud, know exactly who they are, say it, who say who they are. It makes no sense to me. I also think that there is... um... Uh, no shock to me mm-hmm. that there was a connection in the first music video that she showed herself less covered than ever before. Oh my God, my voice right now, what is it? It's like very morning-like. Yeah, <clears throat> it's probably that, that you went and drank beer for six hours yesterday. Yeah. Something to do with that. I think I solved it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, maybe that's six hours of beer. Yeah. Couldn't tell you. <laughs> maybe there's a slight connection there. Yeah, sure. we'll, yeah. See. yeah. we'll see. Um, <laughs> that's the thing though is that drinking beer for six hours like you don't even get like you're drunk but it's one one note it's one note you know it does, there's no peace in I valleys do, yeah. 
<laughs> um, I was just sustaining the one, yeah. one note the whole time. Um, anyways, I don't think there is any shock to me that the one time that she's released a video that it is, uh, yeah, less covered than usual, yeah. there are connections to her queer baiting. Because yes. I think people are attributing to them seeing her maybe as like a sexual being yeah. for the first time which i think is like more your issue than which, hers and she happens <laughs> to be with other women yeah that people are saying that it's queer bidding so and i also here's the thing the, on the flip side of the coin i also am aware that billy eilish obviously is aware that this assumption if you will about her that she could potentially be queer yeah. is out there and part of her brand at this point and she has a large lgbtq plus following because of it so the conscious choice to write a caption like i like girls it would be impossible in my mind, for her to state that she had no idea how that would be interpreted. I'm going to look it up. I think the wording is interesting. If, okay. If, if it's I like girls. Or is it I love girls? Yeah. That might seem like semantics to some people, but... No, I, I think it does make a difference to me. Yeah. And I'm interested to see how you think it's different, because I love girls, to me, sounds like woman empowerment, but I like it's girls. I love girls. Okay, see, so that, to me, is more woman empowerment. That's how I feel as well. Right? Whereas yeah. if it was I like girls... That's... Like, you know, I to me... That has been, like, an I like girls or liking girls is, like, an ongoing, like, meme in the lesbian community. It's a, yeah. a thing that people caption on their posts, like, dating back to Tumblr, shirts that are, like, girls can like girls or very, like, queer. Yeah. But, like, love girls is, like, very, like, women empowerment, especially since she's 18, so she is hanging around with a bunch of girls. Yeah. Like, they're not, like women you know like it's not like and i think if she had written like women are awesome or i love women then people would be like oh that's women empowerment but the word girls yeah. they're associating with it being like some sexuality thing totally i think we're i think people are diving a little too deep on that one but again like i said i do also think she knows yeah and i think that's where certain people get frustrated like if you have this major brand and you know the perception that people are having of you and you know those stories are out there, like you have huge PR teams and everything else. Yeah. At that point, like everything that you post is so thought out. Yeah. Right? Like they have teams that think of like, okay, which order are you going to post these videos in? What are you going to caption them? Like it, they're thinking ahead. They're stirring up for albums, all these things. Yeah. Right? So that to me, I can see how people are like, that seemed purposeful because yes. they knew yeah, no, what was going to come I also it. think that I, in situations like this, especially because she is fucking 18, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I always want to give her the benefit of the doubt, mm -hmm. which is maybe the issue because right. there is the dark side of the coin, yeah. which is like, yeah. there are people exploiting this, you know? Totally. I can see like we're talking about how that things can be misconstrued. I yeah. get that. But there are people that are using that to their advantage. Yeah. So I don't know. And also, but, oh, she could be gay. She, listen. She could be gay yeah. and be 18 and not want to say that she's gay or yeah. not be fully sure that she's gay. Like, so like this weird pressure that like, if you're going to say a caption that says, I love girls, you yeah. better be out there with the fucking lesbian flag at your concert. Like, it's like, yeah. Okay. Well, she's fucking 18 years old. So she's like literally a child. Yeah. So. <laughs> so that's like a, that's like, to me, that's where it becomes a bit of a stretch. Yeah. And I also think there's this like weird pressure these days on artists that are, um, 
younger to know younger who they are and do everything right, which wasn't there even 10, 20 years ago. Like, perfect example of that is Pink, okay? Pink has said many a times that she is not gay. And people will come for me because everyone assumes that she's bi and she's not. Okay. Like, I have fact-checked this because I said something on TikTok. I was very passionate about And people were like, she's bi, bi, erasure, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, she has said multiple times in interviews that she is straight, that she has hooked up with women, but she does not identify as bisexual. So that's a label that other people have put on her. There you go. Um, And that she identifies as fully straight i think she's literally used the words like i'm straight as an arrow oh so um she didn't have to go in that hard oh yeah and very recent (laughs) interviews but i mean it was a thing like that came up for her for years right well everybody's like a woman with short hair must be gay must be gay and the 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 gender thing and like you know she was coming up in the same time as like britney spears and christina aguilera where they were like hyper feminine yeah and then you had pink who had short hair and dressed with like baggier like ripped clothes and had this whole like vibe that was stereotypically more queer in the public perception yeah and she's not queer yeah so i don't i i just think like that pressure wasn't there in the same way that like yes people wanted to ask pink about her sexuality but there was never like a oh you're queer baiting like fuck you in the same way that is done to artists these days yeah and i also think hear me out i also think it's pretty fucked up that on both sides that for people that are androgynous or more stereotypically gender non-conforming in their the presentation of how they dress that they are like inherently questioned about their sexuality. Yeah. And then you have people like Britney Spears making out with Madonna on stage and they were like, oh, cute PR stunt. Literally. Because she's so like, hyper femme. cute. Couldn't be gay though. Couldn't be gay. Because she's so hyper femme. Yeah. So like on both sides, that's fucked up. It's fucked up that anyone who doesn't conform to like super feminine social construct and like the way that they dress um, as a woman is question about their sexuality that there's no way they could be straight and it's fucked up for femmes that they are just assumed that they're not questioned enough <laughs> <laughs> ask the femmes yeah ask the femmes <laughs> but like where are the where are the interviews with all these other young artists that aren't I mean I'm thankful those that don't are exist fem- I'm so. thankful they don't exist but it just it goes to show how archaic it still is totally. that it is assumed that if a woman wears baggy pants or like doesn't wear as much makeup or yeah. has a lower voice in interviews that they must be one thing. And then also that all these femmes that could potentially be queer get a race. So the other side of the coin is the Rita Ora example. Right. We love this example. And yeah, she this had the... This was one of our first examples Her first example. Used. But she had that, what is it called? Girls. Yeah. Girls. Bing, bing, bong, whatever. That was the song. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. That's yeah. Exactly that was exactly how it yeah, sounded. Yeah. Probably, they probably sampled that. <laughs> <laughs> and there was that whole debate on it because... They were like, oh, she's not queer enough. It was the opposite. It wasn't like, you're obviously queer come out. It was like, you're not queer enough because she was so hyper femme. You know what is so wild? I literally just connected this. How stupid am I? This was one of our first examples Mm -hmm. that we ever Mm -hmm. used. It was like uh, Rita Ora, Cardi B, uh, BB Rexa. Yes. And is that it? Yeah, I think so. Maybe there was more. I think there might have been a fourth. Yeah, I I don't know. know. (laughs) Anyways. That was the vibe. And the song was... um, yeah, well, if you've something. listened to this song or this fucking podcast, you know what it is. But it was, yeah, about girls and how 
when you've had a few drinks, yeah. she likes to kiss women and yeah. this whole thing. And people were like, that's queer baiting. Like being mm-hmm. queer isn't getting drunk and kissing mm-hmm. women. It's like way more than that. And then she basically had to come out and say like, I'm bi. Yeah. This is. She ha- was like pushed out of the closet. Yeah. And the fucking wild part about it is yeah. that she is now currently. Yes. In. Yes. Oh my God. I a relationship yes. with Tessa Thompson and Taika... Is it, is it Taika? Yeah. Taika Waititi? No? Yes. Nor is it? Uh, yeah, it's the... They're in a thruple. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're in a thruple. Like a yeah. bisexual thruple. thruple. And that there's all these fucking images of, them, of her like, just like on a patio just making out with Tessa Thompson. <laughs> there was one actually that now... It's so funny I didn't even think of this. There's one actually where she's... Because there's so many different photos now. Yeah. Um, there's one where she has like a glass of rosé in front of her on like a boat. Ah! And everyone's like... <laughs> Oh, <laughs> it's true. Like, so funny. But it's like, that's what I mean. It's fucked up that, like, the the parallels of the two examples yeah. that both people assumed were queer baiting, but on the side of someone who is more femme presenting, the conversation was, like, you're not gay. Yeah. Like, basically fuck off like you can't use us like how could sit you your femme ass down yeah and then on the Billie eilish side it's like if you're gonna use us you gotta come out already like yeah. they're so convinced that she's queer yeah but and like neither at that point i mean rita ora now has come out obviously and we have also, also examples which I we don't need but could you know not I mean. be more obsessed with that throuple oh it's I a hot fucking love them. group. <laughs> I'm obsessed. I'm yeah. obsessed. Rita Ora is so problematic, with, especially with COVID. Yes. She likes <laughs> to spend like 10 grand to rent out a restaurant and black out the windows. <laughs> but besides that, she is undeniably so hot. Yes, yeah, yes. Tessa Thompson is so, so hot. hot. And Taika is also hot. So, so hot. I'm just it's like, just so much hot. Uh. It's so much hot. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> hey, Gabers, today's episode is sponsored by Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert in language learning for 30 years for a reason. They are so good at helping you learn a language naturally in a way that allows for long-term retention and it actually works. Trust me, this is coming from someone who attempted to learn a language in high school through the whole textbook old school method. Did not work. Rosetta Stone is different than that, okay? They really focus on allowing you to really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. I also love a feature that they have built in that's called True Accent. It's a speech recognition feature, and it's like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's super convenient. You can do the lessons on your desktop or in app and it's an amazing value the lifetime membership has all 25 languages so you don't have to stop at one don't put off learning that language there's no better time than right now to get started for a very limited time i can explain podcast listeners can get rosetta stone's lifetime membership for 50 percent off visit rosettastone.com today that's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today today. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly, but then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. 
It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. But yeah, so it's like, it, it, it just shows like how, in my mind, archaic that thought process is still. It makes me sad for young people that feel like they are, things are getting better. Yeah. And because of that, people are coming, a lot of people are coming out earlier. Yeah. Right. But I think in turn, it is creating this big pressure that you're supposed to know who you are when you're a fucking teenager and you're supposed to be willing to be out and proud about it or else you're like ashamed of who you are and that's fucked up. That's the thing is like, I think about me when I was 18. Yeah. And to not only be out, which is like around where I, like 17, 18 was like around where I came out. Yeah. To not only be out. Yeah. But to be a like role model. Yeah. As a queer person at 18. Like Like, to know who you are so young that you're now comfortable enough like being put on this fucking like pedestal 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 like to be on that little stool (laughs) (laughs) it's like actually insane to me like that's a lot to ask of anybody of anyone yeah and also then there's that other dynamic that is does anyone ever owe anybody an explanation of who they are whether they are a pop star whether they're famous whether they're not where do we draw the line between what is queer baiting and what is consumers pressuring people to put a label on themselves that maybe they don't want to ever yeah. have? I also think, like, maybe this is a problematic stance, but I'm just going to say it anyways. Mm-hmm. I think that, like, there might be also some confusion with the Billie Eilish situation because a lot of her fans are young. Mm-hmm. And I think some young queer people might... This might sound like a read, but I I honestly don't mean it yeah. to be. I think some young queer people might not understand the like difference between women empowerment or like the the like, yeah. the love of women yes. as like a a woman. Yes, and like queer women loving women. A hundred percent. You know, I think that... like I think that's almost something that you understand more with age and time, like yes. your your appreciation of people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think that might be part of it. Mm-hmm. Was that an insult? No, okay. I, I no, I completely agree with that, and I also think that it's also like we've said, very plausible that Billie Eilish at eighteen years old might not even know what the difference is, literally, for her personally. Totally, yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's just like I, I think everyone's acting as if like she's holding in some answer that's gonna like unlock the truth, but yeah. who's to assume whether she even has the answer for herself? She did start liking comments shading all of her fans, which I thought was like, oh, <laughs> that's sad. also a very 18 year old man, really savage. And yeah. I was like, I'm trying to help you here, girl. Like, you need to help me help you. Yeah. Um, and then she's also dating like some old, like, oh, yeah, she racist. dated some old racist. So dude. I was trying to be on her side, but mm-hmm. now those things I'm like, eh. I mean, I'm not <laughs> talking from a stance of liking her as an artist or how she treats her fan base. I'm just speaking from the queer baiting. Right. Portion totally, totally, totally. <laughs> um, okay. So Oh, go ahead. Yeah. I was just gonna say another like pop example is yes. when fucking uh like you said this in the opposite mm-hmm. form, but like uh Ariana Grande okay. had the line I like women and men in her song. 
I don't remember this. We're really good at saying. Okay, okay. We are also pop stars. Yes, yes, yeah. Yeah. That's why we feel so comfortable queer dating. Okay, so I did a lot of people. And people were also like, she's bi, she's bi. Confirm bi. Bye. She's bi. Hi, bi. I also think, like, okay. Maybe I'm wrong in this, but, like, both with these examples and, like, TV and stuff that we'll go into, I feel like queer baiting feels like a new thing only because we used to just take what we could get. And I feel like the consumer base of LGBTQ plus folks is rightfully so expecting so much more from storylines and characters and, you know, queer music and everything like that. Like, the fact that all of my, like, queer icons growing up were not actually queer. Yeah, And, like, the songs that were, like, the, you know, the going out, like, gay club songs featured no queer people. Yeah. And... And I was like, who let the dogs out? (laughs) That the dogs could be code word for gays. (laughs) And out could be of the closet. Oh this my god! Is a gay wow. Anthem. Yeah. So you tear up every time every you hear time. that one. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, so I just feel like back then it was like it's almost like we were consistently making like some sort of fanfic about songs and artists and TV shows because we knew it wasn't there. Yeah. So we just had to take the small bits and we were happy to take them. Yeah. Like I remember being younger and when things happened, like Britney Spears made out with Madonna or, you know, anyone like showed any sort of queerness on TV or in a song or like, you know, Katy Perry, I kissed a girl, any of that kind of stuff. Yeah. I was here for it. There wasn't even a portion of me that was annoyed by it. Cause I just so badly wanted like any normalization of the way that I felt or my, in my own head, be quote unquote behavior of like kissing other women or anything like that, that I was like, I'll fucking take it. Yeah. Wow, Katy Perry was really on a streak with You're So Gay. Oh, God. And then, and then I, I kissed, kissed a girl. girl. She was really doing the And then remember, thing. like, Taylor Swift. It's interesting to look back at things that now wouldn't fly. Taylor Swift in that song being like, I'll tell your friends you're gay. Yeah. And by the way, I hate that. You know that Yeah, one? and then Better Than Revenge, the slut-shaming anthem. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. So it's like, there's so many things now that just wouldn't fly. Yeah. So it's interesting for me to see. And I think it's great because I think it's like... You know, it's changing the the representation, which is something that we always have to push for to be better. But seeing young queer people now be the opposite of how I would have felt to see those characters portrayed. Like, young queer people now I'm seeing upset if, for example, two leads make out and then it's kind of dropped after that like they right. make it out at a party or they made it out they're like they're like what the fuck why didn't you give us developed um characters that are like queer yes or have this queer experience but are also all these other things and it's actually like a well thought out storyline and i'm like wow what an interesting way to think because when i was 14 i would have been like oh my god i just got to see two girls kiss yeah you're like i would have finger blasted myself to this <laughs> And now and they're like I would riding. Have had to they're rewind pissed. the VCR <laughs> yes. to do it again. <laughs> and now they're pissed. They're like, yeah. "What the fuck?" Like they're like, "Either give us a six episode storyline, <laughs> or we don't want it." Yeah, I do think it's really nice now that I can see like a queer woman in a show and not automatically assume that she'll be dead by next episode. <laughs> that is nice. Yeah. That is nice. Yeah. They really had to stop. 
um, the writers are like, okay, so until at least 2026, we can't kill any lesbians. No, and then every (laughs) lesbian from 2026 onward, if they're in a show, kill them. Kill them (laughs) off. (laughs) (laughs) Immediately. (laughs) But yeah, I do, I do obviously get where everyone's coming from. I just wanted to like do that little compare and contrast because it's showing that things are getting better. Yeah. Definitely. Um, and we always have to reach for things to get better. I mean, even little things like um, in the Discord, someone mentioned, uh, oh, what's his name? Darren Chris. Oh, right? Our queer baiting icon. Yeah. <laughs> and how, you know, that would have never been a conversation 10 years ago. It totally. wasn't. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, like 10 years ago, and I think someone actually made this point, maybe on Twitter or something, where I saw this conversation happening, that for a straight male actor to play a gay character was actually like something that was like their agent would have told them not to. Yeah. So in a weird way, it was like, uh, and I'm reaching here. I'm aware. Mm. I'm just playing, trying to play devil's advocate. Yeah. Like it was allyship in the sense that like for him to be like, Oh yeah, I don't care about playing a gay character. Like I'm woke. I'm I'll bring that to the screen. Yeah. Was a piece of that was allyship for the time. Should that character be played by a gay man? Yeah, I totally get that. And I get that the issue more was that he played it up. Yeah external from the character itself. It's not like he was just playing a gay character and then he would, you know, he'd go to all the prides and he'd do all the... Yeah. He'd pump it up, right? Yeah, somebody so, on Twitter was like, I can't believe Darren Chris has had 10 years of a career pretending to be a gay man. Yeah. And I was like, oof. Yeah. Also, it would have been more realistic if they got Chris Colfer to play himself and his boyfriend. Like, if they, like, parent-trapped it. <laughs> But they weren't related. But like how every gay just dates somebody just dates looks like himself. Looks the same. It's just like him, but like a different part. In Literally, his hair. yeah. <laughs> but that, yeah, talk about realism. So, yeah, that was one of the ones that was brought up on the Discord, and I found that interesting. The other one was the Riverdale example that I think we've spoken about briefly before. How in the trailer they had Betty and Veronica making out. Yeah. Um, and everyone was like, "Oh my God, they're gonna give us." Because, like, I think we as queer people so badly want certain things to happen. Yeah. Because so many things for so much of our lives have been queer coded. Yeah. And in the sense that, like, I remember I used to love reading the actual, like, Archie comics. Okay. Okay. In the summertime, like, if I went on vacation with my family, when we went to the grocery store to get stuff for camping or whatever, I would buy, like, the Archie comics. I just loved it. Right. And the Betty and Veronica ones were my fave. And I always thought that there was, like, an energy between the way that they wrote them together. Like They there were, were two-dimensional, Brie. <laughs> Okay, people who read the they comics know paper. know what I mean, okay? <laughs> like, they would have... There's plenty of examples of, like, in these comics of, like... The one that, like, they finger. Yeah, the one where they, like, eat each other <laughs> yeah. out, yeah. No, where they're, like, you know, getting dressed together, and they're, like, undressing, and they're, like... There's all these queer-coded things okay. in regards to it. Like, oh, well, if Archie doesn't doesn't pick one of us then we'll just pick each other and like all these little okay. things that are like very queer coded in nature um that I, doesn't surprise me that fans of the that comic franchise when the first trailer for Riverdale came out and Betty and Veronica 
were going to kiss. Isn't it? Wasn't it quite literally in the first trailer as well? It was the first trailer. Yeah. So, like, it was very much like, here's a 30-second trailer. And And 27 seconds of it are (laughs) Betty and Veronica (laughs) making out. (laughs) Like, that they're, and, like, selling the storyline that they're actually, like, gay together or whatever. Yeah. And then when the show aired, it was, like, nowhere to be found. Like, there was the one scene where they, like, almost kissed or something, but, like, that was it. So... Which that I'm like, like that, that is like queer that is and I'm not on their side because obviously all these young people and people that are not young like myself yeah. that read all the comic books I was like oh my god that's sick like they're gonna put Betty and Veronica together like amazing yeah. get Cheryl Blossom up in there it's gonna be like the best time of my life yeah so things like that I totally get I think for me the stretch is when it comes to like people that are real people like Billie Eilish or Rita Ora or even Darren Chris. Okay. Because it's like when we're talking about a person and who they are, I tend to lean to the side of the argument that they don't owe anyone an explanation of their sexuality. But when it comes to written characters where people use like one scene to promote an entire show that these characters might be together. Without that's a doubt. wrong. Oh, I think te- like television and things yeah. like oh, television. Oh my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh my God. I'm like a boomer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, like TV and film mm-hmm. and things like that. I have in my mind, and this could be completely separate from people that are listening. I have less leniency for right because that is a narrative that you are completely in control Mm -hmm. of that is a story that you are writing 100 percent, and you are fully controlling yes the way that it is promoted in trailers Mm -hmm. the way it is promoted in posters like you are controlling all of the media that comes Mm -hmm. from this and if you're gonna queer code it Mm -hmm. and then have no queer representation you should go to hell and die <laughs> <laughs> and i could not heard it here more. first <laughs> <laughs> It's like the Wendy Williams. Literally. I'm sorry. But that is the funniest clip I've I've ever seen seen in my entire life. Wendy Williams is a fucking garbage piece of shit, especially with this new like clip about the TikToker. I literally I have been trying to get blocked by Wendy Williams on Twitter (laughs) for so long. I literally have tweets from like so long ago of me just bullying Wendy Williams because I hate her. It mostly started when she was like insulting Lady Gaga and was like this whole like and like when she was on Dr. Luke's side originally with oh, the whole Kesha God, lawsuit. Yeah, like she's disgusting. Yeah. But <laughs> that I will clip. say this clip is this clip is camp. This clip is, <laughs> it is everything. It is everything you could ever there want. needs to be like a university course on this clip alone. The fact that like she fully says it and then like pretends to be shocked, and then you can hear somebody in the background just go, Jesus. <laughs> it's literally the best clip ever. Death to all. Death to them all. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally the best. And for time. once, I didn't disagree with her. <laughs> <laughs> okay, perfect. Well, now that we've wished Yeah, some people, okay, back to TV. Um, <laughs> television. Yeah, te- the television. <laughs> the films and the television. Well, I even think back to, like, the original Gossip Girl, and there was, like, this very famous... It was when I was in high school, and there was this very... Um, talked about... Um, photo spread that came out in this magazine of the two main characters that um in gossip girl that were like basically making out with like ice cream cones and stuff oh my god it was used 
Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so it was, like, huge, right? Like, it went off because it was so queer-coded and, like... Queer there baby. was no coding. Yeah, there was, a, and it was, it was like clear, them literally licking each other's front. faces <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that. So it was like that's been going on for so long, where they're like, "Hey, we have these two beautiful girls. We're not going to give them an actual storyline where they could actually be together, but we know that sells. So let's put out like some PR stunt yeah. where they're doing something that looks like they're it's very queer, um, and." I mean, honestly, that goes back to, like, the Britney Spears and Madonna PR stunt. Like, people are willing to do it enough that it sells it, but they're not willing to do right characters where it actually, like, follows through on it. I would be curious to go back and watch the OC. Oh, yeah. And how the Marissa and Mm -hmm. Alex storyline was Mm -hmm. handled. Because I genuinely don't remember how it was approached and if they did it well or if it was... We'd probably be terrified if we went back and watched it. Probably. Yeah. And I also find it... This <laughs> what a mm-hmm. sentence I'm about yeah. to say. I was always annoyed that the like queer baiting was always just women. Yes, because there's that gross thing that we always talk about. Totally. It's like the lesbian porn thing yeah. that you can queer bait with women, especially in like the early 2000s, uh-huh. and it's still super marketable. Yeah, it doesn't like in their mind. It doesn't ruin the characters for conservative viewers exactly. because they're like oh well if we have two women like kissing a scene it's they're gonna be fine that the next day they're back dating their boyfriends like it's not gonna ruin anyone's no, but perception. nobody's gonna question it further no. like if there's any male viewers watching yeah. they're gonna be horny yeah. any lesbians <laughs> watching they're gonna be horny the straight <laughs> women will forgive this yeah. they've been asked if they experiment yeah like it's this it was at least this weird thing whereas if you had archie and reggie make out the first episode yeah then all the conservative like, I'd be like, what the fuck? Archie and Reggie do like one round of anal. <laughs> and like, no one will let it go. <laughs> they yeah. use it in the trailer and nobody watches the show, you know? It's so true. It's yeah. so true. And it goes back to this thing that's like um, women acting on non-heteronormative um, sexual experiences. It's like to people that doesn't prove their sexuality. In fact, like they have to do a lot more than that in order for anyone to even believe that they could be queer. Yeah. But guys could basically stand too close together in a fucking um episode and people would be like, oh, they're gay. Yeah. Can't watch anymore. Like they're that, the gays. It's like that gross thing that people always assume that women will always go back to men. Like yeah, that their that their dial always just mm-hmm. goes right back to men. Yeah. But people could never look the other way if that was also happening to, like, a male character. I know. It is so fucking wild. Yeah. Okay, we're out of time. But what we're going to do is we're going to make a little bonus episode because I have a couple of more examples I want to talk about. Okay. Is it Klexicon? It's, uh... (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, yeah, I've got a lot to talk about. (laughs) Okay, so um, if you are enjoying this topic and you want a bonus episode and more bonus episodes that are already up on Patreon. If you become a patron, you unlock all that. You get access to our Discord. We get to chat with you. All this fun stuff. Go to our Instagram at I Can Explain Podcast and click the link in the bio. We really, really appreciate your support. You can also follow us personally at Sean.Lusk and at Brianne Williamson. And until next time, we'll see you see around, around the neighborhood. Oh, I delayed that time. I was literally looking at you and you were looking at me. <laughs> I was and just I was like, like, what, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> and until next time, death to all of them. <laughs> <laughs> death to all queer baiters. <laughs>